Hello again and welcome to Money Tips Daily. This is Money Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save and make more money. Well, it's the start of the new tax year, uh, tax year 2018 stroke 2019. That's in the UK and a lot of countries have different times, but there are quite a few countries that sort of operate on the April to April. Don't ask me why. It confuses the hell out of me when I'm looking back on my tax and I'm thinking, was that... 17, 18 or 18, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very difficult. I find it confusing, but there you go. Uh, and to make things worse, then you have companies that have, they can choose their own tax year end, so they can have 1st of January to 31st of December, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know why it's like that. Anyway, um, a couple of days ago, I was advising you that you had to, you know, only hours really or a day to, to, to top up your, ISAs and to get your maximum allowance into ISAs and or pensions and of course now we're in a new tax year you might think well you've got a whole year to worry about that well the fact is why not do it now why not put your money into your pension or ISA at the start of the tax year rather than waiting until the end of the tax year well you might ask why not well the fact is if you put it in now you've got the benefit of the growth for the for the whole of the year between April 2018 and April 2019 so you'd have that growth for the year and it would be sitting in a tax-free environment under the ISA so you don't have to put it on your tax return or calculate how much interest you earned in the year so uh, why not do it now in fact um, about an hour ago I got a, a text message from my bank saying exactly that put um, your maximum 20,000 into your ISA now uh, in your new tax year. So in other words, if you'd you know, left it to the last minute and you'd put it in on the 5th of April, you'd put your 20,000 into your ISA. On the 6th of April, you could put another 20,000 pounds into your ISA. And then that would be benefiting from growth right away. Okay, the, the interest and the growth is not huge, but it's something, it's better than nothing. Um, that's the way it is. We're, we're benefiting from low interest rates on our mortgages, but it does hit savers on, on that on, on interest rates that they earn. But there are other ways you can invest ISAs. You can you can put it into to funds that uh, invest in stocks and shares and manage funds, and that may or may not grow at a higher rate. Um, if you'd done it in the last few years, you would have made more money than deposit accounts but you never know what's going to happen and the value of your money can go up or as well as down and take advice from your independent financial advisor and all those risk warnings because I'm not giving you advice I'm just giving you some money tips so there are other ways of putting money into ISAs and there's there's even crowdfunding ISAs where I think they'll pay you seven or eight percent which is pretty good rates um, so now you've got time you don't you're not going to be rushing around at the last minute I mean I, I advise a friend uh, to, to put to put money into her ISA a few months ago and then a couple of weeks ago and then what did she do on the last day of 5th of April at 4.15 when the bank was about to close she rushed in said oh I need to put money into my ISA and they said have you got an ISA here she said well I don't think so it's with another bank anyway she didn't have time to go to the other bank so they had to open a new ISA and the staff were getting sort of flustered because they were, they were trying to close and go home but um, anyway she toughed it out and stayed there until, until they opened an ISA for her but you know you don't really need that stress do you you know do it now do it at the start of the year not at the end of the year I gave you the tip because it was coming towards the end of the year and not everyone does it uh, and if you haven't got the capital to put into your ISA or pensions then start saving a regular amount from your income salary or whatever 
Um, if you get into the habit of saving, I don't know, say, let's say a figure between 10 and 20% of your salary uh, into a savings account, ISA or whatever, then you know it, it, it will benefit you in the long run. And you know, rather than waiting to the end of the year and having to find the capital and perhaps you haven't got it at the time, it's much better to save on a regular basis if you haven't got the money sitting around in another account. Uh, to, get, to get me now, I think I'm making myself clear here, uh, always get into the habit of saving money and if you're saying to me, well I haven't got any money to save, I can't afford to save, all my money is used up, then you have to look at ways of making those savings on expenditure that you could otherwise put into your uh, savings account or pensions. It's called paying yourself first. Many people refer to it as pay yourself first. In other words, pay yourself in terms of paying it into your savings account and then pay everybody else, then ex then make that expenditure. I don't mean pay yourself to the detriment of paying your mortgage or rent. I mean, the principle is uh, don't pay everybody else and then say, well, I've got nothing left for myself. Kind of do it the other way around. Um, I, I don't know, you, you can look at 101 things, you can just look at your bank statement, you can look at your um, your standing orders and see what you're paying for that perhaps you don't need anymore. You can look at your Sky cable TV subscription, do you really need it, are you watching it enough? If you don't need all of it, could you cut down parts of it, could you say well you know, I'm not watching that many movies and you know, the movies are rubbish anyway, or you know, do you need sports? Um, you know, all sorts of things you can cut down on there and you know I, I was running a Sky subscription until I stopped it it was costing me 80 something pounds a month I thought do I really need this it's just you know if I sat down I can't watch 600 channels I, I, I could never catch up with all the stuff I recorded on the Sky box I, I think I ended up with 40 hours before it filled up I mean you know how could you watch all these TVs how can you watch all these videos and YouTube stuff and Facebook videos, you, you just haven't got time. I've got to get on with my life, not spend my time watching other people get on with their life. So you could look at that. Um, even simple things like um, how much money do you spend at Starbucks? Uh, I mean, if you've got a Starbucks account, you could probably tell you, but you know, going to the Starbucks every working day and buying two cups of coffee, what, six pounds a day, 30 pounds a week, that's 1,500 pounds a year. Um, which is equivalent to a sort of a gross salary around two thousand pounds of your salary. You know, if you're earning uh, twenty thousand a year, that's you know ten percent of your salary. If you're earning forty thousand a year, that's five percent of your salary spent on coffee. Does it make sense? Or could you boil a kettle at the office and put a bit of instant in the cup? I don't know. There are lots of ways you can save money. Um, lunches, coffees. I mean, instead of buying expensive sandwiches and stuff could you bring some food to work uh, perhaps more healthy stuff perhaps some salad and stuff yeah of course you can if, if you really think about it you can make savings there's no doubt about it um, get a bike cycle to work you know there's a million ways of saving and that's what partly what these tips are about look at some of my old episodes and see how you can save money in your electricity your gas your utilities mobile phone you, know, you name it there's there's dozens and dozens and hundreds of ways of saving money so that you can put money into your accounts, into your ISAs, your pensions and save for your own future. Because if you just keep working all your life and you don't put anything aside, how will you ever be able to retire? You might say, well the state will look after me. I wouldn't rely on the state. Uh, the state 
pension scheme is is effectively uh, in deficit. It's, it's effectively bankrupt because there isn't any money there to pay the people who've retired. The, the money that's paid out to old age pensioners in the form of a state pension scheme is coming from current working taxpayers. And you know when these schemes started, there were something like three, four workers to every person retired. Now it's down to much lower figures. I haven't got the figures off the top of my head, but it's going down every year because people are living longer and longer. Uh, they're living healthier, longer lives in retirement. And of course, the, the, the birth rate is down and there's less and less people working to support those people in retirement. So I wouldn't rely on the state. Um, it, it just doesn't work. When, this, when the state pension scheme was devised um, you know, under the, the, after the war, after the Second World War, when you know they, they brought in the welfare state, if you like, the cradle to grave care, um, people were expected to live to die much sooner and, and to, to live in retirement, you know, only a year or two. They didn't expect them to live in retirement until their 90s, until they're 100. You know, um, now you look at people in their 70s and 80s. I've got several friends in, in, in their 80s who play golf once or twice a week um, they, they take part in activities they walk they cycle they, they, you know they're, they're in shows at the theater you know and I, they're they're 18 they, they look to me like they could live at least another 10 or 20 years unless they have a sudden health problem so all these people are, are drawing state pensions that you know when they were devised when they were young men and they devised these state pensions to pay out until you die there was no way that the the government actuaries expected these people to be living into their 80s and 90s. So in, in, I've always thought that in my future I've got to row my own boat and already they're pushing back the state retirement age as, as people are getting older and living longer they're saying well you can't draw it at 65 it's now 67, women's retirement age has changed. Uh, so I, I've always thought that I've got to row my own boat so saving, investing, doing things like starting businesses, buying properties, are all part of my strategy so that I, I can have some financial security in the future. And you've got to do the same for yourself. You've got to row your own boat and think that you are your own business, your own corporation, you are your own economy. You know, the wider economy, I can't control, you can't control, but I can control my own economy. So that's all for today. Um, just get saving, get 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 your money into tax-free environments save as much tax as you can legally it's perfectly legal it's perfectly legitimate to pay as little as taxes as you are legally able to do that's called um, tax avoidance tax evasion is where you don't declare money and you hide it and, and that sort of thing which uh, is illegal and will get you into a lot of trouble it's not worth it there's plenty of ways of um, living well and paying tax and, and legitimately organizing your affairs in a way that will allow you to pay as little tax as possible nothing illegal or immoral about it there's plenty of, but the revenue are not going to come to you and say did do you know if you put your money into this and that scheme you could pay less tax of course they're not they're there to collect money not to, to sort of push it away so you have to organize that yourself so talk to an accountant read books on it um, there's plenty of information on the, the internet about it but uh, there are ways and I'll be giving you more tips on tax saving as we go through the year okay great so have a good tax year happy tax year happy 2018-19 tax year 
Bye for now.